Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. So today's episode is about um, how to build a successful team and when to build a successful team. So my tips, my advice on, you know, how to recruit, when to recruit, um, and some key things that I believe that you should do. Now, I've got currently, it's either 10 or 11 companies, um, people involved in the businesses as well, over 100. Um, so I do know how to build a team successfully. I've made a lot of mistakes uh, throughout the years uh, with employee people, self-employed people, people in the wrong positions, um, the wrong people in the organizations completely. Um, I've, I've made some nightmares, but, you know, I've learned from them. And over time, you know, I've, I've, I do feel like I'm, I, this is something that is a strength of mine now. Um, and I want to share with you some of my key points and lessons and, um, yeah, advice on it. So let's get straight in. So um, everyone's probably heard the, the phrase, but it's definitely true. Recruit slow and fire quick. So what that means is, if you need someone, right, and you might be going through this right now, and I've definitely done this, you're thinking, we need someone else. We need a salesman or we need an admin or we need an ops manager or whatever the rule, right? We need someone. But when you think, right, we need someone, that might be the case, but that does not mean that you should rush that higher and you get two CVs uh, from Indeed or wherever. You review them both, you interview them both, and you offer one of them the job, you know. Only one turns up and you offer that person a job because you need someone. That's the wrong way to do it, right? If that person's right for you and they've got the right values, they've got the right attitude, the right experience, and they fit into your role well, then obviously you take them on. But it's not often that you get one CV and that one person is the right person. The problem is if you're optimistic and you see the best in people, then you will think, oh, yeah, they'll do it. And you'll go for it. But just do not rush it. Get a you know, I, I would always advise interviewing at least three or four people because interviewing one or two, you're just going to pick one. If you interview one, you've only got one option. But interview a few because, you know, you just, you should, you should not rush these decisions because the big decisions, and you know what, like it's a costly mistake and it can be massively detrimental to your business if, um, if you, if you don't get this higher right. So recruit slow. Take your time, make sure you get the right person. You make sure you, you look at, you know, not only are the, the right type of person, which for me is more important than their experience, like attitude over experience all day long. Um, for me, they've got to be able to fit into the team and I've got to be, be able to see myself working with them or see my team working with them. If they're not going to gel or they're a bit hard work or they're a bit, I don't know, aggressive or you can just tell, can't you? If you've met enough people and you're a good judge of character, you, your gut's normally right on these things. Um, but yeah, attitude over experience and um, take your time. Make sure they've got what you're looking for, the right experience, the right attitude, the right values. Um, if it's a salesperson, if all they're bothered about is money and you can tell that by the things that they say and, and the questions that you ask them, probably no, not normally right. You know, it's, it's morals over money, especially in sales, because someone will do the wrong thing for some commission which detrimentally affects your business. You've got to be very careful on that. Um, you've got to have clear rules for that person. So don't say, oh, yeah, I need a salesperson. Like, what are they going to be selling? Where are they getting the leads from? What are they self-generating? What's the hours going to be like? What's the package going to be? What's the commission? Don't go into an, an interview without a clear job spec. 
because it makes you look like an amateur. And like if that person starts for you and they're not clear on what they're meant to do, they're not going to get the results that you want because you haven't given them clear direction. A clear job spec is essential. And that's from the hours to the, the location that the work, what's expected of them. You know, what your company's about, they've got to be able to gel that you, you know, they've, they've got to know everything on that first interview. You've got to ask them questions. You've got to ask them a lot of questions to determine what they're actually like, because unfortunately, people will tell you what they want to hear in that interview. So all of the standard questions, most people will know how to answer. So, you know, what are you looking for in a job? Um, where do you see yourself in the future? Um, you know, why did you leave your other job? What type of money you want? And they the know the answers to these questions already. The, the most number would have been asked these before or thought about the answers. So why don't you ask them different questions? Something completely different. Give them a scenario. What would you do if this happened? Ask people, like, um, if all of your leads dried up in the life insurance business, this is. If all your leads dried up, what would you do? Where would you look for business? And then it makes them squirm a little. They're like, I would do this, I would do that. Right, how would you do that? Why would you do that? What happens if that didn't work? What would you do then? And I put people on the toes a little bit intentionally because it, should, it, it brings out who they are. Asking stock questions, it's, it's not good enough, right? Or not, not stock questions because you can, you can prepare your questions in advance, which are stock questions, but not regularly ask questions. You might still need to ask the regular questions, but make sure you've got others. You'll find out the values and the, and the attributes and the attitude of that person. Really important. Um, me personally, I like to have, you know, some people say you need all-rounders in your business. Some people that can do everything. And some people say you need specialists in each particular area. You can't just have specialists because then if one of the specialists is off, who covers for them? If you've got three or four specialists, then that's different. People can cover for them. But if you've just got one, one salesperson, one admin, one ops manager, like who covers for who? So um, I think there's nothing wrong with having specialists. We've got specialists in, across my companies that do certain things. We'll have all-rounders behind that as well because they can drop in and they can, they can pick up work from other departments. So my ops manager is fantastic. It's probably the best hire I've ever had in the property business. She's just um, amazing at what she does. She can pick up pretty much anything. And I did hit gold with, 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 with that particular lady. So um, you, you've got to have all-rounders who can drop in. You've got to have people who care, who can drop in at other different departments and in different job roles. Um, you've got to have um, processes and you've got to have systems written down on a document somewhere for every part of your job. Because if the admin's off and even if an all-rounder needs to drop into that position, but they don't know what they're doing, it's quite specific or specialist to your area, your, your field, your industry, then, then it needs to be written down as in to do this bit of admin, this is how you do it. This is where you save this file. This is where you find this file. This is what you do. This is how you write this. This is how you write that. This is what you email to the client. You know, it needs documented step by step in every part of your business because the people are off. Some people are off. Some people, you know, people go on holidays. You know, people do get ill. It needs processed up. Right. Some more sort of practical things you can do, I feel, is, is important with your team. You need to have daily meetings or, or week, certainly weekly meetings. Um, and whether that's you at the start, if your business isn't that big, or it's your team having meetings with other members of your team, that is really, really important because you can't do everything. And the second you think you can do everything, you've lost. And the second you try and do everything, 
your business becomes inefficient because you pick up the slack. But then when you're not there, when you're on holiday, there's lots of slack, right? So um, you need to you need to delegate. You need to have weekly meetings so everyone knows where they are daily with clear tasks and guidance. There's obviously going to be reactive stuff from sporadic stuff that comes out throughout the day and week that you delegate and that you do. But everyone should know what they're doing each week. And by having check-in, check-out meetings at the start and end of the week or midweek training or whatever, it just streamlines your business, makes it a bit more efficient. Don't just recruit some people and let them crack on. and think, oh, yeah, they're going to do it. Because until they're trained up, they can't do it. And don't be too hard on these people thinking they should be like you or should be as good as you because they might not. On the flip side of that coin, they might be better than you with the right training. You've got to be... You've got to be, you've got to remove the ego and you've got to be, you've got to allow this to happen. You've got to allow people to get better than you at certain parts of the job, right? If the business is just you, you haven't got a business, you've got a job. And if you're the best person at everything in your business, you're not going to be that good of a business because you need someone who's better than you in admin. You need someone who's better than you at sales or you need someone who's better than you at opt or whatever it may be, right? Because there is people who are better than you with everything that you think you're good at. So you've got to get your head around that, you know. You've got to get your head around that because it's true. And there's people out there that are better than you. You've got to, and if you get them in your business, your business is going to elevate. I think about that. What I personally like to do is every single person that I recruit, I like to work out how can that person. So, for example, I just took on an in-house accountant. Almost like an in-house bookkeeper slash accountant. She's very good at what she does. But that then is going to bring my accountancy bill down by more than her salary. So that that hire completely made sense for me. Now I can get more in detailed reports and all of the in-house management, in-house management of the financial stuff. I should have had this years ago, but I, I didn't. Um, but for, the, the, she's took off loads of work of my accountant, and it's actually worked out cheaper. So I'm. I'm now saving money and saving the same as earning. Um, it made more more than sense to to do that because I'm better off and I've actually got better control of the financial side now. All the zero stuff, the accountancy stuff, the invoicing and all the back and forth that's relentless and all the stuff that I do. Um, this lady's picked up that slack massively and it's been a great hire. Also things like, you know, if you get an office manager in, Right, let's say if you pay that person two and a half grand a month, you need to work out, right, if I bring this person in, you've got to benefit by more than two and a half grand per month for that hire to work. Like, it's either got to make you more efficient or that ops manager might be managing your salespeople that then is going to increase your income by two and a half grand to cover her salary. I like to work things out like that. So each hire has to cover itself in some way. It might be a way of like an admin doesn't necessarily make you money but an admin will streamline your processes, which frees up salespeople, which frees up ops people, which frees up you to generate more money. So it might be by recruiting someone, it frees up time to then use that time to earn more. Or it might directly impact and generate more money. A salesperson, obviously, if you're paying them a salary of 20 grand, you know, a couple of grand a month, you've got to, they've got to be making over and above that for that recruit to work, surely. So you've got to work that out in the job role. Quite simple, this, but people, it seems to be like cool to be an entrepreneur and cool to be a business person right now. Everyone seems to want to talk the talk and say that they do these things online. But really, 
are they even doing all this stuff? And if you're not doing this stuff, you're not a business person and you need to like check yourself before you wreck yourself type thing and get yourself an order because if you get a business wrong, you can really impact, negatively impact your finances and go bankrupt and really impact what you've created so far, right? And and you can really, also you can really lift your income and lift your business by getting these things right. So it's very important. Sales, sales, sales is all I'll say, right? Because sales is what every business needs. It needs more of. And if you, unless you're not, if you're not selling a product or service or whatever, where is the money coming from? It's not, it's not coming any, if you think about it, everything, there's a sale somewhere down the line, whether you're selling to the estate agent that you want to buy the property for a hundred grand and you're selling to the mortgage lender that they should give you a mortgage and they set, you know, you're selling to the tenant that should live in your property. You're selling to the contractor that they should do it a grand cheaper than what they've quoted you. Or you're, you're selling a product, a service, you're coaching people, whatever it may be, right? You're selling to somebody or someone selling to you all the way through every part of every process, right? So you need to get your head around that. Acknowledge it and, and get good at sales or get someone who's good at sales. Um. In terms of when is it time to recruit, that's a difficult one because every business is different. And um, I think you need to look at and you need to look at recruitment as it, it's an investment. It's not a cost, right? So a lot of people will think, oh, but you know, if I take on this new person, it's two grand a month, and you know, what happens if you know I'm going to take a hit in my finances, or it's, you know, I could use that two grand differently, or whatever, right? You kidding yourself? A, 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 the right recruit is an investment. You invest in them by paying them two grand a month or whatever it may be. So then they can help you generate in somewhere or another more than two grand. Just like if you buy, if you invest 50 grand in a property, you want that to make you return over a period of time. A, a team member needs to make you money over a period of time, your business in it over a period of time, right? A, a general rule that I just have, I'm not saying this is right, this is just what I do. Um, Let's say, for example, my business is like, well, I'll say that again. So let's say, for example, I know that this new recruit is going to cost me two grand per month. That's all in. That's their salary, national insurance and all that. It's going to cost me two grand a month. For me, my business needs to be making a minimum of four grand a month in order for me to recruit that person. Right. So I'll always, whatever it costs to recruit someone, as long as I'm making double what it costs, is a minimum. I mean, we should be making quite a bit more than that, but minimum, double that every month regularly. Then for me, it makes sense to do that because you can afford to do that. Because you are, you know, it might take two, three months to see a return on that, you know, get that person making your money. But, um, you know, unless you've got a huge pot of money, that's different. If you've got a huge pot of money, then you've got some money in your business account, that's different, right? Because then you can afford to do that day one. But that's just a general rule. I mean, you've got to have a, a, a strategy how that member of staff is going to start to pay their own salary by income that they're generating one way or another into your business. So it's cost neutral, right? That's really, really important. And just remember, like, it, it's an investment, not a cost. And you cannot, you can only go so, you can only go so far by yourself. And with the team that you've got right now, if you have a team, you your, you and your team have a limit right now, right? You might not be at that limit. You might be able to get the better out of these people and lift the business a little bit, right? But you will have a limit until you recruit. 
Right? Could Apple be generating billions and billions of pounds if they had a team of 20 people? No chance. If they had a team of 1,000, could they do what they do? No. They need thousands and thousands of employees to do what they do. Like that, That's a fact. Every industry is obviously different. You know, some people, some industries need less people than others, but you, in order to scale, you need more people. You can scale to a degree with the people that you have, but there is a line, there is a limit that you can go to with the team that you've got. So if you want more than that, you need to recruit. And if you look at it as an investment and not a cost, it changes the way you look at it. And you be structured in your approach, recruit slow, fire quick, attitude over experience, you have clear job rules, You've got all-rounders and specialists. You have daily meetings or weekly meetings. You manage the person or you get other people to manage that person. You make sure that you can afford it and you make sure that that person pays their own salary in one way or another over a period of time. Then you're on to a winner. And it is not easy. Managing a team, managing people is probably, for me, one of the hardest parts of our business. And it's took me a hell of a long time to get to where I am with the team that I've got. But it can be done, and there's people who are doing a lot more than me, and there's people who have got much better teams than me, right? And and there's there's people, there's always someone above you. There's always someone doing more than you and doing better than you. Um, but hopefully you've picked up something from that. Hopefully you know a little bit of a light bulb moment. You know you, you've just had, and you think, you know what, I could be doing that. Or you know, I do need to recruit. Or I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to delegate this. I need to delegate that. Getting a virtual assistant actually is just something we're starting to you know, explore now. We're doing a trial with a company um, in the Philippines where they're going to answer phones for us out of hours because we're doing a lot of that, managing the service accommodation. That's another thing, delegating, you know, getting a virtual assistant is a cheaper way of doing this. Um, but you get the concept of, 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 of what I'm talking about now, right? You get the concept of team. And I hope you've just learned something from that because it, it, it's a, such an important skill building the team, when to build it, how to build it. And I hope I've helped you. So have a fantastic day. Whatever you're doing today, do it with energy, enthusiasm, passion, drive, commitment, focus. Go and get it, man. No one's going to get it for you unless, unless you go and get it. So have a good day and take care.